Hello and welcome to another episode of my Synergy Autism podcast. I am a family and individual autism coach and consultant. My name is Barb Avila. I feel just incredibly lucky to have listeners now from all over the world who subscribe to this kind of low-tech series that I do. Each week I share thoughts and ideas from my work with the autistic community in the hopes that you may find some benefit from the information with someone you know and love with autism. Today I'd like to talk about balancing who is running the show. I have many client children of all ages who would who will either lead or follow, but that in-between is what's challenging. Sharing the lead or switching it up is actually essential for full, well-rounded development and well-being. Say you have a five-year-old who won't allow you to join them in play or allow you to introduce new additions or even silliness to their play or engagements with you. You may kindly offer, hey, do you want to do this? But the answer is almost always no, or even a meltdown. Or you may have a teen who is not particularly verbal, but is also overly compliant to the point of doing almost anything you tell them to, but almost nothing without being prompted. Or your adult child, who will allow you to make all the home decisions and only participate via refusal or compliance. They will help out with chores, but only when you specifically ask them to do so. Last week, I, was a, I, I had the opportunity to accompany a lovely family to a park where I witnessed their sweet young boy leading his parents around the park, going from one thing to another, and then running towards the water with a fearful parent following behind. The boy did not respond to, stop, or stay with me. Naturally, I was quite nervous for this boy's safety, and so I wanted to help. On the surface, he needs to learn to respond to stop and to learn to stay with his trusted caregivers. But this behavior is actually a symptom of something more fundamental, in my opinion, He does not see adults as sources of intrigue worthy of his curiosity and trust. Now, hear me out. I totally know that this boy loves and trusts that his parent will keep him safe and loves him. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about his curiosity, which I talk about a lot, I know. But I'm talking about his curiosity and his trust of adults' additions to his learning and exploring. So in that situation where he is running and from one thing to another and not responding to his parent, he is currently in the lead of his own learning and exploration, which is sometimes awesome, phenomenal, when and if it is in balance with following a guide's lead as well, obviously in this situation for safety. If he only learns through his own exploration, though, like across the board, he will limit his own learning by stopping when things get seemingly too challenging or simply not of interest. We need children to also feel a trust in us as guides 
that we will challenge them in new ways that will help them grow in directions they hadn't initially thought of on their own. We need children to be curious and excited to learn from teachers, parents, siblings, and community members so that they can spread their wings and explore beyond their known predictable confines of their own learning. How this happens is through practicing balance. Giving someone practice with balance and the balance of control of who is leading the show can and should absolutely involve free exploration where a child is in full control of their own learning and inspection. However, a child also needs practice in situations where, where you are the center of attention. You are able to add challenges in manageable ways. You get to take the spotlight over those toys or objects. You are the exciting and intriguing aspect of the play and engagement. Okay, I know, easier said than done. You may have heard me explain that autism can cause a person to be hesitant, anxious, or downright fearful of change and uncertainty. So when I now ask you to be the source of challenge, I'm sure you think I may have lost it. Well, no, I haven't. I do want you to be the source of change and uncertainty, but hear me out. I want you to be the source of change and uncertainty that is intriguing rather than overwhelming. It's then and only then that your child will follow your lead because they trust that you will not place them in an overwhelming situation beyond their capability and or their sensory system can handle. You will need to engage in two types of practice if you want to practice the things I'm talking about today. So first, you'll need to start slow and steady for everyday practice for being able to incorporate your ideas and silliness. But then there's another side that you also need to be practice being very predictable and consistency and consistent for any safety practice. Now, let me go a little further into that. In everyday routines together, including game, play and leisure time, I want you to insert yourself into your child's activities in tiny ways to start. And I mean tiny. Sit next to them, make sound effects, bring out your mildly silly side for just a moment or two, then leave and go about your business. Leave them wanting more. This is one of my mottos. Leave them wanting more. Don't keep going so long that you annoy or overwhelm them. Now, in play, add little additions to how you play with the same materials that they have. Make those materials fly and bounce and hide and fall. Highlight you and your additions to the play, not just the toys or materials, but how you play with the materials. Now, I'm going to switch gears, the number two for safety situations. Now, for safety situations, I put these in a little bit of a different category due to their urgency. This is not going to be a time that you're giving that practice with unpredictability and uncertainty. This is actually a time for you to play into that default processing so that you can ensure compliance quickly and efficiently. So you're going to get predictable. Write down your plan for keeping them safe and get predictable with your practice. Sounds simple, right? 
you will make sense. You will make sense the more concrete, predictable, and no frills that you go. Share the plan with at least one to two other adults to practice also with that person or child. I am going to actually include what I call my stay with me protocol in the show notes. So you can check those if you want for keeping those runners in your life safe. Please read it, share it, and practice accordingly. If you need to create your own safety plan, get really clear with your target and consider eliciting the help of professionals in your child's life if you feel stuck. Get just one protocol going between you, adults, and please revise it as often as necessary for clarity and understanding not only for your child, but for the adults involved as well. If it is for your child to learn the word danger, for example, so to not touch that hot stove, or maybe they're learning the stay with me protocol so they won't run into the street, make sure you commit and practice. It will be the way forward. So good luck. Find balance in who's in the lead. Allow yourself to be intriguing. Don't let that autistic someone in your life completely run their own show of learning. Learn to share your wisdom and silliness with them in ways that not only make sense, but are manageable enough to spark curiosity. Take care until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Synergy Autism Podcast where we bring research, information, and people together to best understand and love those with autism, also known as autistic individuals. Check out my website for lots of additional links, like my Facebook account, Instagram account, blogs that I have written, videos, and even courses that are both free and some that I have labored with some wonderful colleagues um, to produce just for you. And contact me with questions and ideas for future podcasts. I'm here. I'm listening. Till next time.